Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. So a question for you, how do you get your copywriting clients? It's a question we get asked all the time. We even did an episode on it covering some of the most common lead generation tactics. But there are some platforms and some techniques that might surprise you. Like Instagram, huge platform, but many copywriters dismiss it because it's images, right? So today I'm going to talk to a copywriter who is killing it on Insty and I'm going to pick her brain on how we can all do it too. Hello, my name is Belinda Weaver. I'm a copywriter. My business is Copyright Matters and I'm the creator of the Copywriting Masterclass and other stuff. We're all here for that. I'm flying solo today. No Kate as she's getting ready for CopyCon, but I'm not really alone because I have Amy here. Hello, Amy. Hi, Belinda. So let's start by introducing you to the audience. Can you please tell us what you do, who you serve and why your clients love you? Mm, Okay, so I write personality-driven copy um, for brands that like to or want to stand out and be memorable. Um, My clients generally love being able to get fun and engaging copy, um, but they're still backed up by, you know, principles of psychology, persuasion, conversion, that sort of stuff. Awesome. And I have to... I know Amy's just told us, but I want to also read out her bio because it is tight copywriters. It says, Amy is a writer of personality-driven copy, just like she just said, lover of a good laugh and slightly evil genius. She helps brands get clear on their personality so they can show up consistently, stand out in a noisy marketplace and attract their dream customers. Now, I'm not saying it's better than what you said. I think it's the same. Everyone who's listening, if you don't have a bio, this is exactly what it should look like. It's tight. It says who she serves and why she's awesome. So congrats. Thank you. That's that's high praise. (laughs) Cool. Well, let's start in because let's give a a bit of a scene setting story time. How did you get into copywriting? Tell us that. So I actually started off um, with a maker business. I was making earrings. They were fairly boring to look at. (laughs) That surprises me. Yeah, that's what people keep saying, but they were. (laughs) Um, But I realised doing that, that I really loved coming up with the product names and the descriptions. That was what I loved doing. I hated making the earrings and everything else that went with like a product-based business. Um, So yeah, eventually I kind of, a little bit of self-realisation, I closed down the business and someone reached out to me on Instagram and said, that's such a shame because you have a knack for copy. And I was like, oh, hang on, this is a thing. This is the thing I can do and that I enjoy. And from there, I found your course and the rest (laughs) is history. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. I love that. I think so many of us as copywriters were doing something else and went, oh, my God, I can do this as a thing? Yeah. Count it in. So obviously you were on Insty if you've got, um, I'm trying to be cool here by calling it Insty, Um, (laughs) Instagram. So obviously you were on Instagram before you became a copywriter. What is it you love most about Instagram? Because it feels like your preferred platform. Oh, it definitely is. Um, It's definitely my preferred platform. I love it there. It's like my little digital home. I really enjoy that it's visual, which I know that sounds weird being a word nerd, um, but that's what first drew me to it. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd still prefer the word side of things, but to me, I was like, especially as a copywriter, I was like, hang on, this is a way that I can speak 
the language of a, of my ideal client who, you know, they're really good at that visual side, but they struggle with the words. It's an easy way for me to communicate with them and find them basically. Awesome. That's spot on. Um, so why, I think you've alluded to it there and I know why I sometimes struggle with Instagram, but why do you think copywriters in particular kind yeah, of can't it, get their head around Instagram? It is that fear of the visual, I think. Um, I, yeah, it's a lot of copywriters I, from what I've seen and spoken to them about, it's that whole like, oh, I'm not good with visuals. I'm not good at graphic design. I don't know my way around Canva. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pointing at myself. <laughs> Um, you know, how can I possibly come up with all this beautiful visual content? Um, like I just want to write words and, you know, live in my writing cave. Yeah, I know that. I know that feeling. Yeah. So what, um, what do you think mistakes, what common mistakes do you see on Instagram all the time? Uh, there's a few. I'd say the biggest one I've noticed is um, people who are just pushing out content for content's sake. There's definitely, you know, it's an old school strategy with Instagram where it was like post as much as you can multiple times per day to try and, you know, get in front of more eyeballs. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work anymore. So it really is a quality over quantity platform, which is good news. Like it, it takes the pressure off. You don't have to post daily. I post twice a week and I still manage to like grow my following and engage with people. So, you know, don't just focus on I have to post every day or multiple times per day. You really just want that content strategy behind it. Do you find if you're posting less often but putting more into it, people are maybe looking out for your posts as opposed to people like when you bombarded, just like, oh, I know who you are because you're in my freaking face all the time. Yes. More interesting posts are the ones where I go, ooh, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen them for a while. So Mm. I think that's absolutely key. Um, if you're popping up in someone's feed constantly, they don't have time to engage properly with three posts a day. They're not going to leave a comment and respond to it and share it. And you're running the risk that they're going to either unfollow or mute you. So there is like a function where if you don't want to unfollow someone for whatever reason, you can just mute their posts so you don't see them anymore. Mm. <laughs> and that's the last thing you want from your followers. So you're right. Yeah. Like, it's very passive aggressive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but people do it. Um, so, yeah, like scaling that back, focusing on the quality and let them miss you a little bit. There's that whole saying about like, I can't miss you if you're always here. Yeah. to miss me a little bit. <laughs> I like that. So I've talked about Insta obviously being your preferred platform, but I was hoping you could share, like, how do you make it work? What's your strategy around yeah. Instagram? Um, So there's two parts to the strategy. Obviously, there's the visual side of it. And I think having a clear um, brand identity, like knowing your visuals, your colours, your fonts, that sort of thing. And if in doubt, keeping it simple, you know, lots of white space, two fonts maximum, just really simple and consistent is going to help there with the visuals. Um, Beyond that, the actual content itself, like I think most copywriters are going to go okay with the captions. That's, you know, it's words. It's what we do. Um, but having some content themes in mind, it doesn't have to be a strict schedule, but just for me, I focus mainly on um, value-based, like educational copy tips. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to, you know, if nothing else, I want my audience to be able to learn how to write better copy for themselves. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if they are going to outsource, to know what good copy looks like. So yeah. they know that when they're outsourcing. So um, le- 
Leah um, asked us on the hot copy page, how do you come up with useful content and awesome captions that motivate people to engage with you? So like that's kind of a question we could ask for any social media platform. It's a good question. So you said you kind of plan out a bit of a theme for your tips, right? Yes. Yeah. So or not even necessarily a theme as such. Um, like unless I've got a blog post to point to and then I'll pull out tips that, you know, from that or that relate to that so that I can point back to it. Um, but just having like a list of these are the sort of tips that it would be great for business owners to have in their arsenal. Um, and beyond that, there's also the story-based connection side of it. So you want someone to be able to connect with the person on the other side of that screen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, relatability behind the scenes, little sneak peeks of how you write copy and client work and that sort of stuff can really go a long way as well. That's some good ideas. Cause I think what, um, what a lot of us struggle with is like, oh, we need to share inspirational quotes because it needs to be words or we need to share pictures of ourselves. But there's a lot of middle ground in between there where you can um, really make a connection with people. And I was going to ask you, so I mentioned to you when we were talking about this chat that someone once told me that my Instagram feed looked like it was having an identity crisis. <laughs> because there was personal pictures and there was work stuff and it was a real mismatch. So what respond, (laughs) not about my particular, my personal, but like what's that balance between personal and business stuff? Do we post with our kids? Is it just us? Do we, is it all selfies? What do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nothing's going to put people off a business page quicker than selfies everywhere. That's that's my personal opinion. Like obviously test it, try it. If that's what you want to do, if it works for you, keep doing it. But I, yeah, selfies. um, So, so here you go. How do you get a personal connection? Like I'm the only person in my business. How do I people let people know about me? That's where I think stories is going to come in handy as well. So yeah, stories is a really easy way. So that's the little videos or images you post and they show up at the top of the feed. Most of Instagram's users are now viewing or using stories. So it's a great place to get in front of more people rather than in the feed. Um, But you can also share stuff. They disappear after 24 hours. So especially to someone who, you know, like me, I'm not comfortable on video. Um, It's easier to do it and know that it's going to be gone in 24 hours anyway. So that's where you can show those bits that maybe aesthetically don't fit with your brand identity in the feed because they're not staying sticking around forever. Oh, I love that. Cool. That's a really nice balance. And we don't have to feel like we have to pepper everything with lots of really personal pictures. So I mean, what yeah, I did was I created this, I created another Instagram portfolio where I was like, okay, well, this is private and this is pictures of my kids and stuff like that. So identity yeah. crisis resolved. <laughs> I, like, I think we've, we must, it's been nearly three years since I first met you. And I think your identity has been fairly consistent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment, Amy. Oh, you should. (laughs) We should move on. So we've got um, the idea of putting little bits of copy from a post or a tip or an inspirational quote. They come up. But what about images? Is it, should we just do the words? Do we need to only have pictures of typewriters? How can copyright? Oh, if I never see another typewriter picture again. Yeah. <laughs> this is me working on my typewriter. I mean, if you're yeah. desperate. Um, <laughs> I personally, I mix mine up. So I do literally one for one. One mm-hmm. post will have 
text on it will be a word-based one and then one will be an image. Um, I think I've seen, especially in copywriting accounts where it's just all word-based, they're all text posts. That's not the language of Instagram. Like that's, and it just, it looks, usually looks cluttered. There's no balance. There's no white space. It's kind of overwhelming visually. Um, So I definitely would not do text posts only. Like get some stock images, get some, do a brand photo shoot, do whatever you have to do um, just to get some actual or take some photos if you're really good with the camera. Uh, But yeah, definitely break up the text posts. And I noticed yours does have a beautiful balance to it and symmetry. I'm all about symmetry. So yeah. do you look at it and go, oh, okay, well, that's a word post, so now I need a picture. Do you do Yeah, you I actually do. It's that simple. That's good. I like it. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I probably, I don't know if I'm a little too rigid with it, but, I, yeah, I just stick to it. And it kind of it makes it a little bit easier for me. I mean, so, I don't come up with as many stock images as well. Or yeah, that's images. true. I love yeah. the balance. Do you think people need to be rigid about that or work out? Like it sounds like that works for you because that, yeah. that lovely sense of neatness is something that brings you joy, <laughs> that brings me joy to look at. Yeah. But it's not something I achieve with my own. Yeah. And so there are, yeah, I don't think you have to be that rigid at all. And I think Instagram is a very forgiving platform. It's a great spot to test things out. Like if you'd if you scroll back, you'll notice that I've tried different things um, throughout the years and most accounts have. Like it's just finding that what's going to work for you and, yeah, it doesn't have to be 100% this is what you're going to do. You're going to do text post, image post, text post, image post. Like there are some accounts out there that do beautiful um, like consistent visuals that aren't as rigid yeah. I don't have the skill to pull that off, to be honest. <laughs> That's why I'm like, here we go. Just narrow it down. Two colours, black and white images, simplify. Nice. I like that. And I like having um, that brand palette as well, which I know you can do in Canva. You can pick your brand colours, which makes it nice and easy to add little accents and things like that that makes yes. it a little bit more consistent and branded. Very nice. Yes, absolutely. And I guess the other thing is you want it to visually, ideally it should if someone clicks through to your website, you want that to be consistent as well. You don't want them yeah. to be like, oh, hang on, was that the right website? Was it a different yes. link? Because it just looks completely and feels completely different. So yeah. try and keep it close. On top, on topic, on topic. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about links because you just said jumping to someone's website. And yes. We got some questions about this. I mean, Rebecca Ann Dugas said, is it possible to share multiple URLs on a business page? And I noticed I discovered Linktree, which is a tool you can use where basically, because I've got so frustrated, I have to admit when people say link in bio, I find it a bit annoying, but you Mm. just can't put links in. So you have to make that bio link work super hard. So I use Linktree, but I notice you point people to a page on your website. Yeah. So talk about that. I think that's when I saw that I was like, mm, that's clever. Because yeah. you're not so, somewhere else. Exactly. So the idea behind that is that obviously I'm getting all the Google Analytics data and the Facebook pixel data. So if I ever do want to use that and jump on that for retargeting, I can use it. Mm-hmm. Um I have used Linktree before though, and it's simple to set up. There's a free version. There is another um, app coming out soon called Milkshake, and it actually it's so similar to Linktree, but the branding looks beautiful. The copy is on point. Like I, the copy, I was like, and I'm on the waitlist. I don't need this, but I'm on the waitlist because the copy yep. was so good. <laughs> All right, 
I really, that's really smart though, sending people to your website to get all those yeah. ads as well. And it's just that whole thing of like, oh, now you're here. Have a little click now on you're here. And, you know, I think also it started because I wanted to include an email sign up, which Linktree does on the paid plan, which is fine, but it didn't have a name field. Mm-hmm. It was email only. And I, for my subscribers, I really like to get a first name. Yeah. So this way I could customize the field because it was on my website. Nice. That's super smart. So that's a couple of options for making that link in your bio work really well. So let's talk about the bio because um, it's something that I started hearing about recently, not that there is a bio, but just different ways that you can make it work a lot harder. Um, so share your tips. You <laughs> have a lot of space. Like it's like a Twitter bio. You do not have a yes. lot of space. How so it's 150 characters, I think, is the limit for Instagram. A um, couple of tips on that. I, you want to be clear on what you're offering and who you're serving. Like you really want to, it's kind of like a headline. Like when someone gets to your website or to your Instagram bio, you want to quickly communicate what's in it for them and why they should stick around. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, it's about enticing them to either hit that follow button or at least scroll through and engage with some content. So yeah. What are you offering? Why should they care? And why should they stick around? That's it. I read a tip recently that said you should change your name to be something more promotional. Yes. Like become an in-demand copywriter. That's what I changed my name <laughs> to. Yes. Feels, I'm not entirely comfortable with it right now. But is that a good idea? Is that me? Absolutely. So that's a really neat little hack. So the name field on Instagram Um, A lot of people, it just defaults to your business name or your personal name, Mm. but it's a searchable field. So if someone types copywriter and you've got a copy and you've got that in that little space in that field, you're more likely to show up. So rather than wasting it on, hopefully your handle is your business name. Um, And you can always, like I have my handle as my business name, so I don't need to repeat it in the name field. That's right. Which frees that up. And then I also make sure to mention my name in the bio because I think Instagram's great for building relationships. That's the biggest part of it. And there's nothing worse than when you've been connecting with an account and then you're like, I don't even know their name. That's yeah. so awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is awkward. Or, but there's a sort of like a, almost a feeling that there's a bit of a faceless team and you're not actually speaking to the person. It's just their yes. social poster or something. When it's yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. Own it. Cool. What about hashtags in bios? Ah, um, Okay. I do have one in my bio. I don't necessarily recommend it though, funnily enough. Yeah. Only do it if it's like a branded hashtag or something that you want to stand out visually because obviously it comes up in that blue link colour. Yeah. Um, so it can kind of break that up. But if like the word copywriter, don't don't go and put a generic hashtag there. It's At this point, you've got to think about what you want that user to do. Do you want them to click that copywriter tag and start searching other copywriters or do you want them to stay there and engage with you? All right. Yeah. Number one edit I'll be making to my bio after this interview. Sorry, <laughs> that's a really and because what we're talking about with all your social stuff is and your website stuff as well is don't send people away too quickly. No, definitely not. I like that. Cool. Yeah. So we're talking about hashtags. Let's talk about hashtags. Because, <laughs> you know, hashtags rule, but 
Oh my gosh. Well, tell me about hashtags. It makes my head hurt. They're such a source of stress for people. Um, <laughs> and there's different theories out there. So I think that's what adds to the stress. You've got some experts who are like, only use three hashtags and mix it up and don't use hashtags all the time. And then other people mm. say use all 30. Um, personally, I've tested different ways of doing it. Um, at the moment, I've landed on using all 30 for every post. So Instagram allows 30 use the 30 um, and mix it up from post to post so that you're getting in front of hopefully a slightly different audience each time. Okay. Uh, yeah. What if the there's a core is, theme to your content? Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're copywriters. <laughs> yeah. We kind of want people to know us for that, but yes, variants we have. Well, then you can also have, say, like 10 or 15 standard hashtags and mix up the other ones within a post <sighs> to change some of them. Um, the other thing is on, if you've got a business account on Instagram, you can actually check the stats on your posts to see how many people found you via hashtags. So if you wanted to get really granular, you could start looking at, well, I use this hashtag set on this one and 80% of the likes and comments came from people who found me via hashtags. Obviously that was a winner. Um, yeah. I personally don't have time to get caught up, too caught up in that. I look at it every now and then, but... <laughs> I like, like the idea oh, of doing that. Same. I like the idea of one day believing I am going to do that, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It's nifty, like a nifty little trick, but I don't yeah. have the time for that. I like the idea of collecting the data. I collect a lot of information. Yeah. Just never check it. No. <laughs> so um, what? I just want to have a look at the the other questions we have. Do you... Do you find Instagram converts well? Because ultimately we have to make a decision about where we spend our time. I love being on the Insta, but yeah. you know, I have I look at Doctor Who posts and I follow the rock <laughs> and I post about copywriting. <laughs> so Instagram for me is like a space that I really enjoy being at, but I yeah. know how powerful it can be. So you've obviously got a very clear strategy. How does it work yeah. in comparison to your other social work? Uh, so I focus almost solely on Instagram and it's booked out my calendar. So <laughs> it right. does convert. Obviously that's taken a while though. So I've built the platform up, I've built relationships. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely does convert, but I think it's being aware of, you know, as you say, you're on there to look at the rock and look at Doctor Who memes. You might not be like ready to buy or hire a service provider right in that second. So it's kind of building that relationship, building the authority, um, I find responding to people, like I've gotten clients by literally responding to a story of theirs with something completely unrelated. And they're like, oh, actually I clicked through to your website. Can you do this for us? And it's like, so there's that relationship side. You don't have to go with a hard sell on Instagram, I don't think. Yeah. And I would say the same for all social platforms, just yes. pull back on the sell. Just yeah. And it sounds like a cliche, but it absolutely works. So true. Take the time. So I've got a question from um, Leah here, another Leah. <laughs> so this is Leah Barsh and she says, following on from Leah's questions, once you've snagged them with all that wonderful engaging content, how do you entice them to click through to your website or mailing <laughs> list? And I think, you know, we can say link in bio in big caps. <laughs> how, how do we make, get people to take the next step? Yes. Okay. Um, I think you have to give them a reason to click through. There needs to be a juicy reason to get people off the platform. Mm -hmm. um, it isn't easy. It's definitely not easy. People aren't there to click out of it. 
But, you know, having an enticing blog post or um, a podcast or a quiz or a lead magnet, something that's going to entice them to click through, that's, that's all you can do, really. Truth. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Be awesome. That's all you have to well, do. Yeah. Just be awesome, guys. <laughs> no, well, but I mean, it makes sense that when we're thinking about the posts we're going to share, and it's not just Instagram, but on any social platform, why is it we're posting? What do we want people to do? And that doesn't always have to be a point, but I think being a little bit intentional about what we're sharing can help move people along, give people a reason. Yes. And it's the same with trying to get them to engage on the post. Like, Mm. have you given them a good reason to? Have you ended with a question or a call to action that's going to get them to engage or share? Nice. So with your post where you have a blog, do you put some of the tips in your Instagram post? Do you put all of them? Do you put a, oh, you, now you have to go and read the blog. How do you <laughs> hanging? You can do it either way. I've seen it done where people share the whole thing, basically like a smaller version. Um, I personally like to give value, like still maybe it's to say if it's a blog post with three or five tips in it, pick one out and highlight that. And then for more, they have to click through and read. Yeah. But you ultimately want them to get a taste and then come through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally it's giving them a taste, but if they don't click through, I still want them to have gotten something valuable out of it. Yes. I, that's for me too. And I'm the sort of switching between giving some of the content from the blog post or at least giving enough tips that someone could read it and go, Oh, that's a good idea. Or I'm going to try that. Like just enough value that even if they don't click through, we've had a nice exchange. Yeah. Cause I think, I don't know. I think personally as a business owner, I get tired of being like, have to click through and then you have to opt in and everything's like behind a wall and it's... Yes. Give something away for free. Yeah, I, I'd say give give it all away. Give yeah, as much give as it possible all away, away because people will always come back and, you know, one thing we've talked about in other pods is what people will pay for is the next step of working with you yeah. or they will pay for people for information to be collated you know so there's an experience or convenience there's so much more because I think a lot of us worry well if we give away our best work if we give it all away on social media no one will pay us but it's exactly the opposite it is and you're actually better off give it up give them your entire process walk them through it it doesn't mean they're not going to lie to you it's quite yeah. the opposite it builds that authority the trust yeah Give it all the way. So I'm going to switch now. I have, this is probably one of my final questions, but do we, emojis. So emojis <laughs> in the bio, I want to loop back. Told you, Amy, this is my personal coaching session. <laughs> do I, what does the eggplant mean? No. Um, <laughs> no I'm kidding. <laughs> um, a lot, you know, I think using emojis, especially in your bio, can really help break up the text. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because I know you've got some cool emojis in yours. Oh, uh, yeah. I agree. I think they're great for, I think of emojis. I was talking to another copywriter about this, um, Christina from AHA Digital, who you know as well. Yes. Um, and we we're talking about how their punctuation these days, like emojis yes. can form, they break up slabs of text, especially on Instagram and in the bio, like it's an easy way to create that visual interest 
um, and break it up. The other thing is with your bio, sorry, I'm jumping around here. You can actually um, create line breaks in it. So if you type it in Instagram in the app, it's going to force it to all sit on one line, like one big slab of text. Mm. But if you type it into the, it's a pain in the butt, but if you type it into the notes uh, app on your phone, and then copy and paste back to Instagram. It keeps those little line breaks. You can have separate lines. Yeah. That's oh, that's nice. Same, same yeah, we've all sat there editing the bio going, nope, okay, so can't make it work. One more yeah, character? So- nope, can't have that. <laughs> Shuck those eggplants in if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and break it up into different lines. <laughs> and I guess that's the same for our posts, right? Yeah. Little emojis are really great, not necessarily oh, on every single line, but it's a great way yeah. to add some visual elements to your... Yeah, and you think about it on, like, email and website copy, you often will use, like, um, styling, like using bold or italicised text to break things up and, you know, subheads and that sort of thing. You don't have that in an Instagram caption or bio, so use what you can, which is basically almost nothing. It's emojis, line breaks, and capital letters. That's all you got. Awesome. Be creative with our punctuation and what we've got to hand, which is I think what we should do in all our copy as well. It just makes it yes. more cool. Yes. Cool. Well, let's um wrap up. Let's just say any final tips for copywriters who might be still hesitant about Instagram? I would say just jump in. It's a very forgiving platform um test things out you know what's the worst that could happen really get on there have some fun and yeah that's it yeah that's right it's not forever well it is forever some people could say it looks like you're (laughs) having a nervous breakdown on social media but that is really the worst that can happen and it's already happened it's already happened (laughs) absolutely like have a play with it and also I would add have a look at what other copywriters are doing on Instagram yeah see what you like from their profiles like definitely check out Amy and there's a lot of other copywriters who are doing really like Christina is doing really well on Instagram as well Christina Cheeto and you do it really nicely and it looks very considered and it's very beautiful to look at but there's a lot of fantastic comment um content there as well yeah I'd look at um personally I think Laura Belgrave talking shrimp oh yes she's like a legend in terms of copywriters on Instagram check her out awesome we will include a link to all the people that we've mentioned in the show (laughs) notes um so is there anything else you wanted to leave us with I know said just jump in you make it look easy Thanks very much for sharing your wisdom. Is there any kind of other truth bombs that is t- are tucked away in there? I think I'm all out of truth bombs. That's I've dropped right. them too early. Yeah. <laughs> I could no give away what the eggplant means, but, you know, it's PG, guys. That's right. We want to keep our iTunes rating. So <laughs> thank you very much, Amy. I am going to be making a few changes to my taking the eggplants out, taking the <laughs> hashtags out. Um, it's been very interesting. It just reinforces why I love Instagram. It's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of the rock. It's all good. <laughs> so regular listeners will know that this is when we read out a review. So today we're giving a shout out to the lovely Sharon Well from Australia. And Sharon says, I stumbled across this podcast as I began to mull over ideas for a content and copywriting business. Listening to Kate and Belinda over the past few months, it's taken my business thinking from barely formed to something approaching mature. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for being there when I needed some structure and direction. I'm very grateful. Well, thank you for listening, Sharon. That is freaking awesome. And of course, if you have any comments about Instagram or this particular episode, don't forget to check out 
um, the website, hotcopypodcast.com, and leave us a rating and review. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher. We'll give you a shout-out on the show. Um, thank you very much, Amy. I'm going to include links to all your things, and I want people to go to the website to see your very tight bio because it's awesome. I hope you have a lovely day. Thanks for having me. See you next time, everyone. Happy writing. Thanks for listening right to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my two other podcasts. I have one called The Recipe for SEO Success, which is all about SEO tips, advice, and helping you grapple the Google beast. And my other, The Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, which is all about dealing with the stresses of running your own business. You can find both of them on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast... No, that's not where we start. Linda, you changed the introduction. Right, James, you know what to do.